What I'm talking about today is uh, basically issues of research, education, and conservation, environmental conservation, developing countries in context uh, of a networked global ecosystem. As you know, the UN had uh, released some goals for 2030, including things like uh, thriving lives and livelihoods, sustainable food security, sustainable water security, universal clean energy, healthy and productive ecosystems, and good governance, and sustainable societies. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights further uh, says that everyone has the right to freely share in scientific advancements and benefits. We in the uh, Arab world, development goals have uh, actually fallen uh, behind some of these uh, lofty ideals and we're trying to catch up and this conference is a very excellent step in that direction. Now, I want to take a case study of Palestine, even though, as you know, Palestine is not an easy case to discuss. Palestine, we are also lucky in being part of the Fertile Crescent, where humans first developed agriculture. Also lucky in being uh, basically a crossroad of uh, civilizations, and the crossroads of migrations of people and of animals and so forth. For example, over 500 million birds pass through Palestine annual migrations between uh, Eurasia and Africa. In terms of civilizations, as you know, the Fertile Crescent was the first cradle of civilization, if you want. That's where our ancestors, Canaanites, and before that, the Natufian agriculture were the first to domesticate animals and plants and live in communities that are in relative harmony with nature and also invent things like the alphabet that we use. Even the English alphabet, the Latin alphabet comes from our part of the world as a modification of that. This heritage that we inherited, which we are very lucky to be part of this Arab world and the heritage of the Arab world, is a very rich heritage, cultural heritage, natural heritage, linguistic heritage, and many other areas. But it's all threatened uh, by various uh, things, uh, from colonialism, of course, to climate change, to population growth, habitat, and environmental destruction, and so on. I don't want to uh, talk too much about that. You already know these threats and discuss them regularly in, in very many meetings and so forth. So, what is uh, a small part of the solution? Uh, it goes back to the issue of thinking globally and acting locally. How do we think globally and how do we act locally uh, with the limitations that we have? So, in Palestine we do have many limitations, including the Israeli colonialism uh, that have ethnically cleansed most of our people etc. Uh, one method I thought of, and with a group of volunteers, we established this Palestine Museum of Natural History and Palestine Institute of Biodiversity and Sustainability at Bethlehem University. My wife, who is here, and I donated $250,000 to Bethlehem University to get this started. Uh, and we put research as number one priority, and the reason for that if you look at this table, this is from a paper that I published in 2012 with Dr. Jadis Haq, 
um, on the status of research and development in our region in, uh, in Palestine. And we obviously have a huge deficit in terms of research um, for many, many reasons, which again, I don't have time to go through them. Uh, but how do we take this picture and change it? And how do we improve our research productivity, basically? And the, uh, the museum, as I'll show you, and, and the facility that we set up uh, now publishes about uh, two papers a month. Uh, since we were founded in late 2014, we published 24, 25 uh, peer-reviewed articles. Uh, but our research is very much directed to human um, interest and human activities and what, uh, and, and basically applied research, if you want. Uh, for example, we studied the impact of the Israeli colonialism on uh, uh, biodiversity. Here's, for example, you can see this hill, which was forested in 1997 and what it became, what it looked like uh, today. And so we showed decline in vertebrate biodiversity in this area. Uh, we studied, for example, the effects, genotoxic effects. Uh, my background is also medical genetics, so I was able to supervise students to do some work, like Hulud Hamad, who studied uh, genotoxic effect of Israeli industrial settlements on human populations and uh, so forth. We study, of course, biodiversity like reptiles and amphibians. Many of these studies are done by volunteers and with very, very minimal uh, resources. And I'll come back to that in a minute and how we have done it. Um, even freshmen in, uh, in our university, Bethlehem University, like Mohammed Abu Sarhan, is a, a first-year freshman, one, a first-year in biology, undergraduate, and was able to publish this paper on butterflies and uh, later was able to publish another paper on grasshoppers uh, on his second year, and now he's on his third and fourth year, published two more papers. So by, by the time he finishes his bachelor's degree, he will have five publications, which is better than some of the assistant professors in our university. Uh, so uh, we, we do this uh, through students, supervising students. The museum also publishes on use of museums and institutes like this in uh, protection of the environment and ecosystem services, um, in development and uh, agriculture, for example, permaculture, aquaculture, etc. We also study Israeli mega projects and their impact on the human environment. As you know, for example, uh, the Israeli government has uh, started with a major project that diverted the water of the Jordan Valley, uh, basically resulting in uh, desertification of the Jordan Valley. Uh, now, supposedly, to fix this problem with the unfortunate uh, support of Jordan, they started a new project that will connect the Red Sea to the Dead Sea, uh, and this will be uh, environmentally very devastating to the Wadi Araba and other areas, and also saddle Jordan with a huge amount of debt, uh, now estimated $15 billion uh, for this canal. The success, as I said, of doing this also depends on doing applied research. 
So, for example, we do aquaponic research with some uh, colleagues that came from Geneva uh, in, uh, uh, and did some research on how we do aquaponics in Palestine in a developing country with very limited resources. We can grow our own vegetables and our own fish, etc. Uh, because Israel took most of our land and most of our water, so having limited water and limited land, we can do a lot of things, even having our bee colonies, etc. We work with the ministries, of course, like Ministry of Health and Environmental Health and Ministry of Agriculture on uh, permaculture, other things. Uh, we depend a lot on international volunteers who come from around the world. So far, over 25 countries that sent us volunteers to Palestine to work with us, to build with us, to do things with us. Uh, our education is basically hands-on for the children. And, uh, and so we encourage people to get involved by touching and feeling and learning to think, critical thinking, not rogue memorization. Uh, in our uh, world, we have a lot of rogue memorization in schools, so we try to change them from that. Uh, we take students to the field and we show them the areas and they enjoy uh, loving nature, loving Palestine. So our keys to success basically is that it's a bottom-up approach that depended mostly on volunteer efforts. Uh, second is that it's collaboration, local and international, and we uh, don't have a single paper, research paper, that single author. Uh, they always have multiple authors. Uh, leverage students, undergraduate and graduate students, local and international, focus on the needs of the people and respect, respect for ourselves, for our co-peers uh, and for the environment and the maximum use of IT. And I won't go through the issue of IT too much because I don't have too much time. But if you put in, in uh, scholar.google.com uh, words like Israel Biodiversity, Palestine Biodiversity, you can see a huge difference in terms of publications and so forth. We are going to catch up and we are catching up with the world. Uh, there is now a lot of databases that allow us to do uh, significantly more with very limited resources. For example, the Global Biodiversity Information uh, Facility or uh, earthobservations.org and uh, geoportal.org that give us a lot of resources, Symbiota, LinkedIn, ResearchGates, Academia.edu, ORCID, etc. And uh, these give us huge amounts of uh, abilities to reach out to a very large audience and also bring in collaborators in various areas. We so far have many collaborations, especially with Europeans and US and Australian universities, uh, <clears throat> but uh, uh, these things help us a lot. The other thing is digitization of information. My son actually invented this uh, vacuum cleaner operated book scanner and uh, you can put a book on it and it'll generate a PDF file for it. Uh, this costs less than $1,500 to make with the, with the software and hardware for it and now he's uh, improving it and, and it helps us digitize a lot of books and uh, have a lot of these things. So our library is becoming mostly digital and we have tens of thousands of uh, PDF files of various things. 
Um, our exhibits are in development, and uh, our botanical garden is in development, and uh, you can see the botanical gardens in the Arab world are very limited. Uh, this map shows how much paucity of botanical gardens there are, so we are developing a botanical garden, and we have a design of a museum that will develop. We're looking for funding for this, but... Uh, but we have many applications of this. We have already opened the museum April of this year. Uh, and uh, then we have Botanical Garden. And then we will have uh, on stage three building, the green building, to open in April 2019. And we will develop this Palestine Institute of Biodiversity and Sustainability to offer bachelor and master and maybe even in the future PhD degrees. Uh, biospheres and inter, uh, infospheres are connected basically and we are trying to think outside the box as I say in terms of how to connect these things and how to emphasize diversity in the biosphere and diversity in the infosphere. Uh, and so final recommendations is to use IT network, collaborate, innovate and motivate and, uh, and thank you very much for listening, and I'm looking forward to meet many of you and hopefully develop collaborations. Thank you.